Hi everyone, and welcome to Queer Reflections, the podcast where we discuss queer representation in our visual media, past, present, and future. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and support to this podcast. To find out more and follow along, see at Queer Reflections on Instagram. If you like what you hear, please think about leaving a review on your podcast provider. Hi everyone and welcome to Queer Reflections episode 2, the podcast where we explore queer representation in the media, past, present and future. Thank you so much for the positive feedback on the back of the last episode, I really really do appreciate the time and kind of uh, you've taken to give me feedback, to message me on Instagram, I appreciate it so so much. And off the back of that, firstly I just want to apologise for the delay in the release of this episode. Off the back of the last podcast and my kind of ongoing research, I was invited to host a queer language seminar for my colleagues in order to help queer students and staff where I work. It went really well and I'm kind of really pleased with the progress being made and now I'm fortunate enough to kind of working with the staff to make this training kind of institution-wide. I've been asked to support other companies that who I'm supporting and kind of been reaching out to me on LinkedIn and things like that to kind of support them in making their place of work a much more kind of open uh, space. And I think fundamentally the, the idea through kind of what I'm doing is trying to make sure that we're not just creating a safe space for queer identities, we're making the space the safe space. And I think that's what I really want to drive across is that it's not about creating a safe space for these identities, it's about making the actual space, the place where people work, place where people kind of are creative, etc. that that needs to be the safe space for queer identities. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Annex, who is a German filmmaker and streamer. He is 32 years old and out of the closet, grew up in a quite a religious household. You can find him on Instagram at Annex Plays, and I'm really excited to share this latest interview with you. I learned a lot about Annex's experiences. We spoke about kind of German media specifically and kind of Western media, and it was an absolute joy to interview him. I hope you find it as enjoyable to listen to as I did to kind of record it. So hey, Annex, thanks for kind of uh, joining me on the podcast. You are my interviewee number two. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm doing great. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to have this interview going on here. (laughs) Well, thank you. I really do appreciate that. So um, let's get into it. Do you kind of have a relationship with queer media? What is it like over in Germany? Um, So here, queer media is uh, not much representative at all. So here's more, the representation that I know is more from American TV shows or like other countries, um, Netflix, that kind of stuff. 
in Germany is not really represented representative there are some but um, not really known one there is one one German movie that is not of the, it's like about just three guys it's kind of like a parody of Star Trek okay and um, they are very very feminine and right. this aired like I don't know 15 years ago or something 20 years ago yeah so nowadays you wouldn't produce stuff like that anymore but back then it was hilarious and now it's like today you think about it oh, you can't actually say that and so they actually made a new movie a couple years ago two years three years ago explained that they are not gay they just been on a planet and that's they they inhaled a lot of estrogen that's why they're female now so so kind of flamboyant oh, okay so they kind of okay, know this is a topic but yeah and is that uh, like how is it to be gay in germany yeah so being gay in germany um in my opinion i think it's not depends on where you're from like if you live in cologne berlin or Mainz, where i live it's i would say it's pretty safe um i have never yeah. been harassed or anything like that i've never been called anything or anything like that i do have a let's call it respect like holding hands in frankfurt for example so i used to date this guy last year he was not out of the closet he kind of wanted to but because of his work he didn't want to but in frankfurt he felt safe so we both were kind of interested in how it is to hold hands because we're pretty tall guys both of us so yeah that wasn't um that was a, definitely a thing um, where my heart was racing at some point <laughs> but yeah we've done it a few times now and it was fun um we didn't end up together but my my boyfriend that i have right now he's okay with holding hands and yeah that pushes me a lot of out of my comfort zone so we're doing this now um, at frankfurt and mines and wherever we are and so far no name calling no anything you do kind of have that apprehension still though like you're aware of people and do you know I mean it's not something it's you hesitate I, I do hesitate I think about it because yeah. I don't want to cause any issues I don't want to get I don't know name called or attacked or whatever so yeah I, I'm, I'm hesitant doing it still even though I think I mean, again where I live now it's it's safe I used to live in Cologne it's like the gay capital of Germany I think after yeah. Berlin so it's pretty safe where I live but I think there are cities where I just wouldn't feel comfortable yeah i mean yeah fair enough i think i think the same here in the uk so how long ago did you come out then if you don't mind me asking uh oh that's, that's a long time i was 19 so it's 13 yeah. years ago but it's also like for me it was not a coming out because i didn't know i was gay right before so yeah. i thought i was straight i only have straight friends i actually had a girlfriend at the moment um yeah. we didn't have anything going on i was just like she was a christian girl uh, the, yeah. the thing was she didn't want to have sex before marriage and i was like okay i'm kind of fine with it so we dated for eight months and I feel like she did the first step of trying to go further and I blocked it and that was for me the moment where I realized okay I know from movies or like from the medias after eight yeah. months not having anything people would go crazy and I'm not so that's why I kind of figured there's something different with me and okay. so with yeah with 18 19 years old I kind of figured out I'm, I might not be straight <laughs> and okay. Yeah, then I kind of figured so, out stuff for myself and then I just came out right away. Okay, fair enough. And how was like family and friends all good or supportive? It was different than expected. So yeah. I told first my friends. They were like, it's okay. We accept that. Just don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> it's more like hiding it, not talking about dates and kind of stuff. So, But for me back then, it was like my normal. I, I still thought like, cool, they still like me. I'm happy to have them as my friends. Yeah. So I was. it was more like that. Then once my friends knew, I told my sister and her um, now ex-husband. They were, 
more telling me not to tell my parents because I come from a really Christian household in the sense of we go to the church every Sunday, um, we pray for supper and that kind of stuff. But I, then I told my sister, they told me like I shouldn't tell them as long as I live with them, I still live with my parents back then. Yeah. So that was not the comfort that I wanted to have, honestly. <laughs> On the next day, I drove to my cousin's place and asked her um, without her husband. Um, if she could have a talk with me and then she gave me like the confidence to tell my parents like she was like yeah worst case my scenario in my head was they would kick me out and I was like yeah then you move into us and we'll help you figure out everything okay. so she was the big support that I needed um, yeah. then I went to my sister or to my mom told her she was just like okay um, give me a second so she went out to the balcony had a cigarette <laughs> came back <laughs> I was like okay we can talk about it um, she has nothing against it at all she's fine with it um, she yeah. was more concerned about my future. They come also from a very, very religious area and very small town. I just make this joke. It's like from the Frozen movie, Conceal, Don't Feel. So don't show who you yeah. are. Just just don't get any attention. Yeah. That's the household I come from. So yeah. once again, my mom was like, she's fine. Just don't talk about it. Um, then I told my father at the time, I was really nervous about that. It mm. took me two other weeks um, to tell my father. And I told him that I was into guys. He was just looking at me, he's like, well, that's okay, I'll go shopping. Do you want something? And so he just left, and I was like, did he understand what I was saying? Yeah. No, that's nice. Uh, I mean, I was outed when I was kind of 15, but I feel like I had a similar thing where my parents were like, uh, it's okay, but kind of don't, I don't know, shout about it. You can't say, like, you're, you're gay at work. You won't be able to do that. And I, I think I kind of understand why from kind of protective point of view, but I think that also things are moving forwards and I, it's I don't know it, to me it's important to kind of be out in I don't know my job but obviously everyone's job and everyone's opinion of that is different but no that sounds really interesting and also kind of I don't know really like nice response from your dad there I like it yeah so, like so for it. me it was again like in the beginning was like okay we all understand I just hide it more um, my really breakthrough was a bit after I think what 23 I became an au pair in the States and so I was just like leaving my whole life in the back. I moved to the States and I was like yeah. a blank sheet, like I could be whoever I want. So I was like, I want to be happy with who I am and um, I wanted to be myself and that actually yeah. was pretty good. Like people were really liking me for who I am and I was not hiding myself. And that gave me like the confidence to accept me more for who I am. I'm still like working on it, but yeah. like, in general, I'm happy with who I am. And um, yeah. So you moved to the States then? Where, where whereabouts yeah I lived in the States as an au pair for one and a half years the first year was in Seattle um, the second one is a suburb from LA like close to Malibu how was that Seattle was pretty good um, again I was just a lot of exploring myself at that moment um, meeting a lot of new people trying to find my place and my personality so I think I worked a lot on that and it made me very self-confident <laughs> which was really good because people actually liked me for who I am and I wasn't used to that yeah um, I was more yeah. used to I'm happy that th these are my friends and now I just feel like they could be happy having me as a friend yeah and I think I think that's really important yeah and I feel like I when I, I moved to America probably two years ago was it two years ago 2019 summer and I I would have been 24 and I feel like it took me from being outed at 15 to 24 to uh, then go to America to like truly work out who I was without being kind of I don't know I don't know, like performing under what my parents wanted me to be, kind of, kind of that society kind of thing. Um, so I feel like it was the first time that I felt like 100% me and kind of proud to be me at that point. But yeah, it took me kind of going to America as well 
to kind of get that. Yeah, I think like the distance is actually helping. Like nobody knows you. You're not like in somebody's box because like you're this kind of person with your family. You're this kind of person with your friends. You just kind of stick to the person you think you are. But once you have the distance, you're just like the new person. You just be whoever you want. But no, that's really interesting. And I, I like how we both moved to America and kind of uh, to work out who the hell we were. So you came out at 19. Did you, apart from kind of this German film, was there nothing on TV in terms of queer representation? Or what do you remember seeing of American representation? So when I was younger, I mean, I didn't watch much TV when I was a kid. So especially like yeah. a lot of cartoons and animes, that kind of stuff. So yeah. I don't remember any representation in that at all. But I was always dragged to the underdogs. That's what I always liked. Um, even when I, yeah. when I was a kid, I loved the Power Rangers. I always loved to feel like five against the world. So that was always my thing. That just continues to now. Like I still love like the underdogs winning. I, I love the story from since when I was a kid. Like same with music wise, I love the singer Pink. Uh, she kind of represents that for me. So I, I I've always been like this. So yeah, the Power Rangers. I think one of the first TV shows or kids shows that I watched was kind of like Power Rangers, just like the Bionic Six. That's how they called. Yeah. Used to love that um, completely. And I think the first game movie that I actually seen. I, w- I wasn't a kid. I was a teen probably, and I I'm not sure when it came out and if I was out already. Um, was Brokeback Mountain. Um, yeah. Okay. So I watched it. Um, I liked it as a film. Like I, I like yeah. that it doesn't, it didn't have a happy ending, but I didn't feel like that speaks to me right now, honestly. So that was more not a representation for me. It was like, okay, these are two guys that like each other, yeah. which is again fine. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't feel like that is my story at all because I'm not that. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the thing that when there's only kind of one representation, and it's not us is not really helpful and i think it's that variety that we need um and yeah and i think my my partner my boyfriend luke the is kind of the same where kind of the the tv he saw on tv uh, the representations he saw on tv were very kind of effeminate and kind of camp and uh in that kind of sense which there's nothing wrong with and it kind of suits some people but he definitely didn't see himself in that and i think at that kind of he didn't I don't know. I think that that's kind of interesting that it's it's taken a while to kind of, yeah. No, I think uh, on that point, I think like um, back in the days when gays were portrayed in medias, they were also just like, okay, the viewer who sees the person who needs to know immediately that this person is gay. So they made like yeah. extra feminine and like being gay was his own persona and he was just always the gay best friend. He didn't have a real life. And I think that was like... That was the way how they portrayed gay people back then. And I'm glad it changed. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of kind of uh, queer representation text then, you said about the Power Rangers and kind of the cartoons and, and stuff, but was there a significant film or TV that kind of, I don't know, changed it for you? Well, there are some, I would say, um, yeah. So, I mean, again, I outed myself when I was 19. So it was not like a kid's time. It was just like after teenager yeah. time. There is one of these movies that I really liked. It's about a lesbian couple. Um, they had a sperm. They have two sperm kids. It's called The Kids Are Alright. Yeah, I know that film very well. Love that movie. Love the actresses yeah. Yeah, and the actors. So pretty good. Yeah. And for me, the thing is like in the gay culture, I mean, I was online dating. I started online dating back then. And the way how gay rep- people were represented in the media, it was all about like drinking and partying and being loud and colorful yeah. and I, I'm, I'm still not that person I'm just more the <laughs> quiet one and yeah. again I'm okay with that but I was never like okay these are the gays I don't belong to them 
Like I was yeah. also not fitting with the straight ones, not fitting gay ones. And this, I think, was one of the first movies where I was like, so you, you see a family of gay culture. And I liked that, like an LGBT representative family. And I think that helped me a lot to see they're not just party and drinking alcohol and drugs. <laughs> I always thought uh, it was kind of a really interesting film and I, I at that age, so I must have been like 16 when that film came out, was like grabbing on to anything that was kind of, I don't know, some sort of normalized representation of being gay because yeah, I needed it. It's rare. It used to be yeah. rare. I think it's not that rare anymore. Uh, I, I mean, the fact that we can still kind of pinpoint these things makes it kind of rare. And I was talking to my students about this. I delivered a session yesterday and they, uh, we were talking about kind of the first time see a gay couple on TV and just talking about someone I spoke to that the first time they saw kind of a gay representation was in gay porn. And I was saying like, what kind of effect does that have on you? Uh, then I was saying, uh, then I like put, I flipped the question and I said, okay, when do you guys remember seeing your first kind of like straight relationship? And they were like, uh, and I was like, yeah, you, you don't remember, do you know what I mean? Yeah, parents, do you know what I mean? It's so around you and there's no kind of, I don't know, it's the fact that there's only one or there's only a handful that is significant, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I can still pinpoint a lot more. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, in my when I grew up, um, there was nobody gay or not openly gay. Um, I didn't know about anyone. The time when I had my coming on, like I was kind of dealing with am I I was like I'm not gay I must be bi because I have a girlfriend not that kind of scenario yeah, and yeah. I changed school uh, school in that time and then I got this main we call it like the main teacher like the main teacher of our class and he was gay and he had a partner and he was open about it and we went to a class week um, with him like on vacation with him it was for me I mean he was very confident in being gay and he was just open about yeah. it and I, I really liked that and he's also one of the reason why I accepted being gay also the first yeah. guy i ever dated um it was just one date but um he was he came into my oh, he came to my sounds like too much but i met him on a, <laughs> in a moment well like i, I yeah. wasn't sure if i'm gay because i didn't feel like when i watched it gay people in media i was like that's not me yeah yeah so i was, I was still kind of I don't, the word confused is also wrong but like debating on what, what's happening yeah like questioning like that's very normal yeah. And so I met this guy, and uh, he was just the most normal guy ever, <laughs> uh, in a good way. Like, he was just really chill yeah. and just very nice, and we talked, and it was just a very interesting conversation. Well, he was, like, probably one of the first gay person I talked, uh, yeah, gay, gay guy I talked to, like, privately yeah. and like that. And it was just really fascinating to me, and I'm so, like, happy that I met him for, the first like, the first date. It could be, like, so much worse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's interesting to say you had like an out teacher then. Was that at what, university or? Well, from here in Germany, um, when you're done with school, you're 18 or 19 or that kind of um, yeah. age, you start a training where you just go part-time, like three, two-third of the time you go to work and then one-third you go to school. So we call yeah. like a, a training for a specific job. Um, oh, cool. And you learn both parts. It's, it's just a German thing. Um, and so, yeah, he was the main teacher of, of this kind of group it was like i was 18 19 so grown-ups um that's interesting though and you you kind of feel like that helped you kind of having that visibility um even though he was very feminine gay um yeah. i was in a class with we were just guys because it was an it class and we don't have a yeah. lot of girls in it yeah. so we were 16 17 guys and nobody was making fun about him everybody accepted him because he was a good teacher my mom liked him as a teacher he was very fair very open and very communicative 
And yeah. so he, he earned our respect in a sense of he was just a good teacher. And he listened to us, he talked to us, and we could come to our, with our problems to him. And I think that was yeah. like a good teacher should be, and he did it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing is that people are more than just their sexuality or kind of their gender identity. He's he sounds like a sounds like a great teacher and I feel like that's the important thing there. But kind of seeing someone be gay but also be able to kind of fulfill that role is is yeah really significant okay so we kind of talk about um that t-shirt but do you think any sort of kind of media representations have helped you since coming out yes uh actually yes so i don't know how big this tv show is in england um the tv show is called glee yeah i know glee yeah i don't know it was quite big here okay so yeah i watched it and when i watched the first episode i hated it honestly yeah <laughs> it was just a bunch of stereotypes um, yeah just like i don't know you have like this this gay gay guy this douche douche guy you have this pretty girl who is not confident then it's chili the bitches so i don't know if i can say the word this cheerleaders <laughs> <laughs> so let the mean girls <laughs> so i was kind of i don't know i didn't like it in the beginning but the music was pretty good so i kind of kept on yeah. watching it and kurt hummel who was the gay character in this movie i liked his his character a lot um, mainly because when he came out to his father, he, the father, he wasn't hating him. He didn't love it. He was just like, okay, I struggle with it and I have to work with that. And give me yeah. time to work with that. And that really shows, or not really shows, but that really reminded me a lot about my father. So I was yeah. really happy they chose to make gay uh, Kurt like this. No, I think Glee's a, a, it was a significant one for me. Uh, I think Glee must have been when I was, I don't know, 13 through like 19 really when you think about how it was six seasons obviously declined in quality um but also i mean i didn't i, I didn't see kind of myself in, in kurt other than obviously being gay but kind of but i did really like watching glee in general because it felt like a safe space where these things were kind of talked about yeah and i think i, I really hooked onto that as a teen yeah i think it's like more about what the glee cast is about like uh, being weird is okay and good and like that's yeah. what it stands for like be who you are and that's good for us yeah and I, I know that glee had a lot of kind of now would be seen as problematic episodes i'm just trying to think of anything that i can say about that i don't know there's some like trans representation which is a bit strange in it and i i think it it struggled in its final seasons to kind of keep up with current issues and rushed stuff uh, a bit but i i yeah i'm with you in in the fact that I really liked kind of that world that they created um and, and to be fair anything like by ryan murphy kind of just feels like a safe space like american horror story um i don't know a safe space for kind of uh, gay characters and kind of um complex characters and very human not necessarily gay people being great and like happy all the time but also gay people being the villains and stuff like that so i feel like there's kind of, there's such like a vast in series of kind of stuff there and also things like ratchet that just came out have you seen ratchet not yet no i think i watched the first episode no. i wasn't hooked honestly yeah. no and i me and luke weren't either but i feel like yeah it just felt i don't know like a queer program and I liked that about it and I think that's kind of what I like about Ryan Murphy's work apart from the musical prom which I did not like have you seen that yes I mean I love Meryl Streep I love all of her movies <laughs> but that movie I mean she was great I loved her her song was great yeah. but 
I, I almost turned off the movie. It was that bad. Yeah, we really struggled with it. And people raved about it, but then also people didn't rave about it. And yeah, I did not enjoy it. And it's a shame because... It's a great cast. I love those characters. Yeah. And Yeah, Nicole Kidman, like such like good, strong characters however i am one of those people who's just like why is james corden in this uh, I, I like james corden actually but <laughs> i didn't like i hated his character i, I really i mean i yeah. hate is a strong word i know but this character this movie was like there was just no drama there was no tension it was just nothing no. yeah it did feel a bit flat but it's not about yeah Meryl Streep is still awesome <laughs> yeah i mean Meryl Streep can um i think that's a quote have you seen modern family Yes, love yeah. it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, me too. I think uh, Cam says, like, Meryl Streep can be Batman and she'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Modern Family was a big show for me. That definitely, I, that felt very normalized. How, how was that show for you? Have you watched it recently or? I did watch it um, probably three, four times in a row. Um, I love okay. Modern Family. Uh, yes, um, but it's not about the gay couple. Um, like, Cam and Mitch are amazing, but it's, like, one of the shows yeah. where... I see myself in almost every of these characters. Like yeah. all of them have something where I'm like, yeah, I, I can see that. I can like the, the storytelling yeah. is just amazing. But yeah, seeing Cal and Mitch so realistic portraying a gay couple, at least from my yeah. opinion, um, was really eye-opening for me and um, helped a lot um, with adopting a kid and what kind of just showing as well that they have normal issues, not just gay issues, just just normal issues. Yeah. No, I'm with you there, and if it, that's why it feels kind of warming is because it's kind of like norm, normal issues. However, I have always felt that kind of Cam and Mitch are kind of, I don't know, they're not exactly ro romantically kind of sexualized when we think about kind of the other characters. It does feel like often they kind of lean away and kind of play them as more kind of, I don't know, that's just maybe me being picky. No, I think you're right. They are more portrayed as, I don't know, not sexual characters. But I have to say, I, I kind of liked it about it because I'm not a fan of over-sexualizing things. And I think in a gay community or in a gay world that I live in somehow, uh, there is an over-sexualization of everything and I don't like it. So I'm, I was kind of glad that it wasn't a thing of that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I guess, guess I'm with you there. I think... Um is very true when we think about kind of uh, gay media we gays are kind of representative as kind of sexually pr promiscuous but yeah yeah i think just think it's interesting to kind of consider but modern family was definitely kind of a big one for me as well so um absolutely and there was great. this other show uh, um called yeah. grace and frankie have you heard of that i've not seen it however um i want to and i've heard good things it is actually pretty funny and so it's what what's so special about us is about this gay couple in their older ages <laughs> yeah I, I i like to see that part i mean it's 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 more comedy and not realistic but it's still kind of i wouldn't consider it like modern family warmth but it's just still heartwarming to see like a gay couple like they're 70 years old or 80 years old yeah. something so not that young hot guy looking <laughs> as always <laughs> I, I like that and see that uh just just seeing an older gay couple because uh, I don't think I have ever seen a gay couple over 50. No, I don't like, I don't think I have either really. That's interesting. No, we probably haven't. And that's probably uh, sadly something to do with AIDS and kind of the that kind of sadly wiped out a lot of people, didn't it? In terms of, I'm sure we would have seen a lot more people. Uh, yeah, sadly. But 
yeah you're right and kind of seeing kind of different ages is also important when we think about kind of the representation in tv like not every person is gonna be able to come out when do you mean in their teens or and also you are consistently discovering yourself and i don't think that coming out is like a, something that happens and then it's over it is you are evolving and you're working out who you are and you evolve and react so yeah i think having that is important and I, yeah i should definitely watch grace and frankie that was funny um, um beginning of this year i was talking with my co-worker uh, we were yeah. thinking about making a documentation about how to like being gay in germany like a kind of like a documentation yeah. part for um show because we talked a little bit how it is to be gay and she thought like because she's not um but i was talking about myself because um, I, i can talk about it for all yeah. time <laughs> and for her like something she never thought about is like um she said like okay in her head it doesn't make sense but she was like okay you come out once and then you're done like once you you came out and just done but then when i was yeah. talking to her like yeah you're actually right you have to come out i mean you don't have to but you come out all your life like when you move yeah. when you go to another job when you go to another i don't know, team event or something whenever you meet new people there is this moment where you have to come out Yeah, and it, it feels like you always kind of have to work out the situation and kind of assess the situation. Is it safe? And yeah, it is a consistent kind of thing. And um, yeah, in, in times of kind of, uh, do I feel safer referring to Luke, my my boyfriend, as a partner? So it's kind of like gender neutral. Do you know what I mean, there's loads of kind of things that I, you kind of navigate that space. And I think that, that not that's not necessarily kind of on about the people at a new job or stuff they could be so welcoming and stuff but it's just kind of the systems uh do you know I mean uh, i realized the one thing that i always do not always but um so when my boyfriend and i would drive from a party or something home and we get pulled over by the police i will never out myself from the police i don't yeah i don't see why i mean when they say like where you guys oh when i just came from my boyfriend he was like where are you come from I would say I came from my girlfriend's place because I don't want to tell them that I'm gay because I will never meet him again. I don't want to cause any issues. But so in, in my head, there is still this, he could be against being gay. So I'm like not saying it. What, uh, not that you can speak for all police, but like, is that kind of a concern across there in terms of kind of those systems? Just, I don't want to just get into a situation like an unnecessary issue. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure that like some police officers are, as in every uh, area, some of them will be homophobic and some will not. I don't think that yeah. the majority of people are homophobic. I don't want to believe that. But if you meet the wrong person, then he's there. Yeah, and I think I think that's very telling. You kind of just, regardless of how like good your systems of kind of other than protection around you your friends family whatever i feel like whenever you leave that space you become someone who is like you have to be someone who's guarded and and kind of protected and yeah i when we traveled america i felt like when we went to different cities it took like one day to kind of assess is it safe to kind of be us here we went to washington dc and as we got slowly towards the white house and this is when trump was in office uh i just like slowly realized that i need to let go of luke's hand do you know what i mean uh because i just did not feel safe uh yeah and i feel like 
However, towards kind of the museums in Washington, D.C., I was like, okay, now I feel safe to be uh, kind of uh, with Luke. It felt kind of a space that's kind of about art and kind of creation, stuff like that. But yeah, it was quite interesting to kind of see the dynamic in Washington, D.C., especially when we worked in Disney and where when we worked in Disney World, I feel like we were fine holding our hands all the time. And yeah, so I think that's it's really interesting to see kind of people dropping their guard in those spaces and you surround yourself by like people who join me, who love you for you. Have you seen Luca? Not yet. <laughs> I've seen a, a video of um, talking about Luca and just saying it's the gayest movie without being gay. Or <laughs> <laughs> Everything that actually happens to a gay person is represented in this movie. And I was like, I'm watching it like, I, I really want to see the real, mo the real movie now. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I see why kind of the queer community has said that it's super gay. Um, but me, I feel like it's it's more interesting in terms of kind of masculinity um, because it's two boys who are very kind of caring to each other. And I feel like we're so not used to seeing kind of masculinity and caring. Do you know what I mean? Masculinity is usually like tough and they're like very caring to each other they care about each other's feelings they're not afraid to be emotional there's like tears and i feel like it's more it to me it didn't feel like a an, a coming out or kind of a gay story it felt like it's just a story about two boys who aren't necessarily that toxic masculinity representation that we're kind of used to seeing and then also like the girl um who is just not a completely girly girl at all like she is yeah i mean i've seen representations like this um so, even like in Disney's Recess, you have like... Spinelli? Spinelli? So she kind of reminded me of her. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and we kind of don't see the... I don't know, we see kind of like peak masculinity and peak femininity. Or in kids, we see like uh, girls who play with Barbie and boys who play with... I don't know. And I feel like, to me, it was more about actually... Uh, boys don't have to fit into one box and girls don't have to fit into one box. And I liked that more. But yeah, you're right it does fit kind of the coming out story very well. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just up for kind of audience uh, decision. But I also feel like, I don't know, I'm always disappointed with Disney that they aren't more forthcoming with these things. The, the uh, thing with Disney, I mean, they still want to sell, they just yeah. they just want money, of course. So, um, and if it's like an openly gay movie, oh, if a straight people will not go with their kids watching the movie or something. I know, I know. And I know that fundamentally it's a business, but I think it's because I just think there are going to be so many creators at Disney who are gay or like in the queer community. And yeah, just I just wish they would do something that was like unapologetically, do you know I mean, open rather than the stuff that they keep releasing, uh, which is like suggested or there's a, a nod to. Um, uh, yeah, just 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 the frame when you have you seen the live action film of the Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. So yeah. it was like pretty much at the end because I was like I heard like all the stories in the states like they're not watching yeah. that they're not portraying the movie in the cinemas and I was like why? So I watched the movie with a friend. I watched to the end. I didn't understand why because I didn't see it. It was just so small. It's so small. And I just didn't didn't see it. And I was like, and for that they will not show the movie. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, and like that scene's been cut in different countries. And I I don't know, I just, I, for me, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, that's enough for me. But now I just feel like 
I don't know, the the like hidden suggestedness of it doesn't suit my sense of it. And the fact that I like worked for the company and when we sold, we sold like pins. Actually, I've got a pin right here. Um, apologies for the noise. With like the pride flag on of Mickey. And we were never allowed to call them the pride flag. We like have to call it the rainbow collection. And I, I don't know, it felt like they were making money off gay people, but not kind of, I don't know, actually realizing that, do you know I mean, just call it pride. They were like so scared to call it pride and I wasn't allowed to call it pride. And I, I don't know, I didn't like that side of things. Yeah, I mean, here in Germany, there's this one store, like a grocery store that has um, the rainbow flag on every entrance door. Yeah. They never make a huge announcement of it. It's just, I real, realized that at some point that it was just always there now. And I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, even though it's just this cool. very small symbol, it's just a little rainbow flag sticker on every main entrance. And I kind of think, um, I, I mean, I like it. I just don't know why they did it. <laughs> I just like it. Let me ask you another question then, Alex. Let's think about what was the most problematic queer representation you can think of? Like, is there something within kind of German TV or film or maybe it's from America or the UK even? I think one of the most problematic, I think it's the movie that I talked earlier about, the German one, about the Star Trek parody. Do you know the name of it? Yeah, so the, the German name is um, Traumschiff Surprise. That would be like Dreamship Surprise. I, I was Googling earlier if there is like an English title for it, but it's not. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of like a word puzzle. So it's like, it would be like spaceship surprise but if you add a t in front of raumschiff the german word you have like dreamship dreamship surprise yeah okay okay it looks interesting um and yeah you have this uh the captain of the ship and his two workers i don't know friends <laughs> um being very feminine um i used to watch it as a child and i thought it was funny and i still see why people think it's funny uh i'm not hating it but i yeah, so you have this three main characters on top, very feminine, very flamboyant, not gay, yeah. but uh, very feminine. <laughs> then yeah. you have um, the guy in, a leather, in his leather outfit, he's like the Darth Vader kind of joke. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. With like his with whip, whip and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like, they're not making fun about gay, but they... They are so feminine that everybody thought they were gay, even I thought that. Even it was yeah. like never said they were gay. And it was just yeah. they never looked for girls, they never looked for guys. It was just never about that kind of stuff. So people assumed that they were gay. Um and yeah, since just all this is very feminine and very I mean, you laugh about them and I don't like that at all. So that was like one representation yeah. I don't like anymore. I used yeah. to like it as a kid, but Again, now I see the problematic in it, and it's more than just making fun about it. Yeah. Was it kind of popular? It was very popular. It's actually one of the most successful German films. Was it kind of popular? Mm, I think number one until like six years ago or something. Okay, so do you feel like representations are evolving or moving forward? Now, I'm interested in kind of your kind of Germany perspective and world kind of Western media perspective. So maybe Germany first. Do you think it's getting better over there in Germany? So about Germany, beginning of this year, there was a, uh, how do you call it? So a lot of actors and actresses in Germany um, posted pictures and videos with the hashtag act out. 
because they were all LGBT community um, actors and actresses. Yeah. And yeah. for for them it was they are afraid in German. If you're like a German actor, they're afraid to come out because you yeah. get you get yeah. only typecast as a gay person or a lesbian person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so that's like a thing. A lot of say like, yes, I'm a lesbian, but I can still like play a mom. Like I still mm-hmm. can do it. Mm-hmm. And they like they usually say, yeah, you're a lesbian, you can't play a mom. It's like I still can't play a cop, and I'm not a cop. So it was yeah, kind of yeah. they're speaking out about it. So um, I honestly think it's not getting better in German media. Um, again, from German TV shows or movies that I watched, I don't watch a lot of German stuff, honestly. But from the ones that I watch, there is barely any gay representation. Mm. There is actually, a, I think it was a German. Yeah, there was a German gay movie that came out last year. Yeah, um, yeah. and I watched it. And so, the way how I would describe it, everything you expect to happen is actually happening exactly the same thing you expect it to be. Um, there was no surprise. It was not thoughtful. It was just like a random generic gay story. Oh, you have these two guys at the police SWAT team. The one is gay. The other one is not. The one guy has a crush on the other one, and then uh, he felt for love of them. The other one is surprisingly gay, and they felt for each other, but he can't tell. Like th- the whole thing was kind of expected in the beginning yeah so from german representation i would say it's not is there i don't know the current like media you watch then do you find it i don't know soothing to you or is it it, do you kind of do you look for yourself in the media you watch does it help you throughout kind of your daily lives what do you watch kind of on the regular so the media that i i mean not now anymore because i'm pretty confident but i think like when i was like in my 20s um, I like to see more and more queer representation in media, and especially Netflix does it a lot, which I like. Yeah, yeah. And they're also very different and unique, but they all stand for yes, I'm weird, but I'm okay with it. And I think that's like the vibe Netflix is going for. But it's also not that there is just some surprising characters um, that I like. Uh, I don't have you seen the TV show The Flash? Yeah, I well, I know I've not seen it, but I know of it. So I've seen it and. Um, which is like one of the funniest thing because nobody it's just so such a small part so you have the flash yeah. and you have his girlfriend's father who was a police officer and then occasionally you see the girlfriend's father's boss like he's like the director of the police and he is gay and he's yeah. just so like he's just this regular guy and yeah. he like being gay is no part of his life he just says something he just says he has to go home to my partner like he's cooking for me like just so such a small yeah. detail and I just thought like they, they don't make a big deal out of it and I love that part about it a lot well I think that links to kind of my final question that I wanted to ask you was kind of what do you want from kind of queer representation going forwards um, what would you want kind of Germany to do and what do you want kind of the world to do well, worldwide, of course, um, treat us as normal. That That's all I want. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. just human beings with their own issues and we don't need more issues on top because life is hard already. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I was expecting for like real world. In the movie industry, I would just say like, I don't want to see the gay people as victims all the time. Um, yeah. Like the weak ones or, or like the victims of society because we are more than just victims. Life is yeah. not just, oh, you're so, I'm sorry, you're gay. It's like, no, I'm, I'm happy about it. But yeah, so again, so I would uh, I would love to see in movies now that there is less victim, victimizing of being gay. Mm-hmm. There is less stereotyping. Um, yeah. I don't mind, like, for example, in sex education that the black guy who's gay is also, like, 
very flamboyant and very like into drag and everything. I think it's drag. I haven't seen the newest season yet, but yeah. it seemed like it. I really don't mind it. I love him as a character. He's good, but he's more than just gay. And I love to see that in movies. He's not just a gay character whose life is all about being yeah. gay. He's more than that. I was just going to say, maybe that's the case because in TV there's more time to kind of, yeah, kind of explore these characters. Yeah, and maybe in film you don't kind of get that time and it, therefore it does kind of come across a stereotype. Actually, the main reason why I prefer TV shows and instead of movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely um, see more friendships between gays and straights. Yeah. So I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see more families, um, married ones or different kind of yeah. families. Uh, not yeah. just because I grew up with like life as father, mother, a kid. And for me, when I came out realizing this is never going to happen for me, it was a tough time. And so I yeah. want to destigmatize that. Um, yeah. I want to see older people on television, um, parents, grandparents, that kind of stuff, like the gay grandfather, grand uncles or something, not great fathers. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff to just normalize it. And I think it helped for me at least. If you see it, it's working on TV. Like you have this gay couple, you, you have like an image. Okay, this could actually work if it's a representation you like. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I would say this is my answer. Like I would like to have more variety of just just gay character. But yeah, in general, just show more diversity of gay characters, not just the plain ones. Yeah. Just yeah, do your homework when you do a job. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I mean, if you yeah, if you could sum up kind of yeah what you're saying, do your homework and kind of do it right, and yeah, just a more variety would be amazing. Okay, and so let, let's wrap up because uh, I've took a lot of your time, and I'm very very grateful. Um, thank you for kind of talking to me and uh, teaching me some German along the way and giving me a watch list. I'm very grateful. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Annex. I'm really glad that this podcast is allowing me the opportunity to talk to people from around the world. It's my ambition that this project explores different cultures, different backgrounds, and allows for the opportunity to discuss queer media beyond kind of just the Western perspective that I obviously uh, see in America and the UK. As I said at the start of this podcast, you can find Annex over at Instagram at Annex Plays, and you can also find the podcast page at Queer Reflections there also. I'm in the process of setting up the website and uh, sorting out the next episode. If you are interested in being interviewed for the podcast, regardless of whether you belong to the queer community or not, please, please get in contact. I love receiving those messages, and I really love kind of talking to people about this topic. And the more people I can talk to, the better understanding I can have of what this project is going to be as it goes forwards please please leave feedback and reviews please message me on instagram share when you listen to the podcast it really does help the more kind of exposure i can get the better the next podcast will be released as soon as possible but until then take care have a wonderful holiday season and best wishes for 2022